It is time for your favorite Android podcast from the crew of BlindAndroidUsers.com. Kick back and enjoy another fine episode from these Google fanboys as they navigate Android from a blindness perspective. And now, here are your hosts. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the 19th episode of Blind Android Users podcast, recorded on the 17th April 2021. Today's episode is going to be all about cameras. So today we are going to first have some announcements. Then we have a small demonstration of the Play Store because things have changed there. Then we are going to start all about cameras. We are going to demonstrate three to four different cameras and compare them and lots of good things. Then we have an app of the week called Plenary. And then we have InFocus, where Warren is going to demonstrate Google TV, how to set it up and all those things. And then we have my Android journey story from Ahmed. So welcome to the show, listeners, and grab your popcorn and enjoy this episode. How are you, Warren? I am doing well, Austin, and today you and I are going to be piloting the ship because some of our members are not here with us today due to uh, circumstances and things like that. We'll then have them back next week. But today, guys, you're lucky. <laughs> I stuck with us knuckleheads here. So I am doing well. Thank you. So today in the announcement section, we have a few announcements. First of all, we have seen a lot and lot of subscribers on our backup site, which is the Blind Android Users Pod site. Now, it is very good that people are subscribing there, but there are some there is some accessibility problem with that website. So, for all the new subscribers, I would recommend that you do subscribe. But to listen to the podcast and to read articles, there is a lot of more information. So please visit blindandroidusers.com because that is our main site. This second site is just a backup site. So you can subscribe and get notifications there. The second announcement is that finally we have finished chopping all our old episodes and uploading them into segments on YouTube. So now from now on, you will see all new content on the channel. And the third big announcement is we appeared, that is Warren and myself, appeared on RNIB's Tech Talk. And the show will be out on Tuesday at 1 p.m. UK time. And we will have the link to the website in the show notes. So that is it from me for the announcement section. Warren, do you want to continue the Play Store demo? We will now jump onto the Play Store. And the reason why we're talking about the Play Store, we were going to be talking about it last week, but then we didn't get talking about it last week. And today we'll talk about that. And that has to do with the fact that uh, there has been some changes on the Play Store, most especially with the UI. The hamburger on the top left corner is gone. And that's the one that used to say um, open navigation drawer or something like that. So let's bring up the Play Store and see uh, what has changed and where you could find all of your things. Everything is still there. It's just that they have been rearranged some. So I'm going to open up my Play Store now. Open Play Store. 
Play Store. For you, selected, edit, showing items 1 to 5 or 6. I am using the Eloquence TTS today. So when you open the Play Store, as you could see, there's nothing there at the top, like open the navigation drawer. So you have these tabs that TalkBack refers to as headings. You have the For You, Top Charts, heading, top top charts, charts Kids, heading, kids Categories, Heading, Editor's Choice, heading. and things like that. Now, on the top right corner, however, is where it says your name, and this is where you go in to manage your anything having to do with Play Store. So I tap on that, and when you open that, this is what we find. Let's manage your Google account. My apps and games, list. My apps and games, you tap here, it will take you to where you could find things like the updates, the beta, the library, and let's let's do that, shall we? You tap on that, library. you have Installed. Updates selected. Installed. Library. Share. Share. Beta. Beta. I'm going to tap on Navigate Up and go back and tap on my username at the top right corner. And we'll go. Uh, the question would be where in the world is my wish list? Now, here's where you'll find your wish list. Let's go down. Manage your Google account, but my apps and games, and list, library. There's something called library here, and it's not to be confused with the library that is found where all the apps that you have installed in the past are located. In this new library that is found only when you tap on your username is where you will find things like your wish list and things like that. So let's tap here. Library, Play Store, Navigate Up, button out of list, library. So... In this library, here's what, what we've got. Wish list. List. Four items. There's wish your list. wish list. Family library. Family library. Family library. Movies and TV. Access your library in the app. Click and this will navigate away from the Play Store. Movies and TV. Access your library in books. Access your library in the app. And that's what you get in the library. Now I'm going to go back. Play Store. And it, it, it took me back out. I'm going to go back in here. And, and then. Payments and subscriptions. Payment and subscriptions. Play Protect. And play protect. Notifications and offers. Notifications and offers. Play pass. Play pass. Play points. Play points. Settings. And settings. Help and feedback. And the last one, of course, is help and feedback. And that's the new interface of play the Play Store. So when you're looking for things, you know where to find them. Tapping on your username is the key to finding those things. And so we have two libraries, and don't confuse the two. The new one contains your wish list, also contains your family and payment history and things like that, and subscriptions and all of that. And So you go in there to find that. And that would be it about the Play Store that we didn't get to talk about last week. So this new Play Store layout really confused me because suddenly it got updated on my phone and I opened it and I was like, wow, where is that navigation draw gone? But then I finally clicked on this and that and found it. Now, Warren, there is a question. Some users don't have, even I don't have this thing called Play Pass. Can you talk a bit about Play Pass? What is this Play Pass? So the Play Pass, I think that um, it's not available in a lot of countries. And what it is, is that you subscribe to the Play Pass. Maybe like if you subscribe, we have either monthly subscription or 
annual subscription. And what that means is that most of the apps that are paid apps, you get them for free because, well, not really for free. You've already paid that uh, subscription. So you get to install those premium apps without buying them. And the problem, though, is that there are not a lot of them on there. But if you're a gamer, though, that's going to be your heaven because a lot of games are part of the Play Pass uh, program. And so uh, now and then you find different developers, you know, opting into the Play Pass. So you buy that Play Pass, subscribe to Play Pass, and be able to get premium apps uh, for nothing because they're part of the program. That is very good. Now let's move on to the Android Basics section, and it's time to open that camera and click a lot of selfies. So Warren, do you want to start the section? So we come to now the camera section, and the reason why we're talking about this is because we're continuing our journey on the Android Basics. We know for sure that when you set up your Android, some things are important. And to those of us who are blind, you know, some people may think, hey, why in the world are you going to be using a camera? You're a blind person and all of that. But the good news is that we have some of the cameras that already tell us whether or not there's a face in the camera and what part of the camera that face is located. So it is important for us to be able to take pictures. As long as we have a camera that happens to be one of those that tells us as to whether or not there's a face in our live view. And so there are probably about four cameras that we're going to talk about today. Some may not be very good, some may be very good. Um, but we talk about this because some of you may have it and some of you may not have it, but there's always an alternative. And that's the good part about Android. The very first person or the very first company that started making cameras accessible to us and letting us know as to whether or not there's a face in the camera view happens to be, believe it or not, Samsung. And Samsung did that back in 2014 with the Galaxy S5. And so all that we have today in our Android world, most especially when it comes to those of us who are blind, we ought to be thankful to Samsung for making this possible. And so Samsung, kudos to you, my man. <laughs> <laughs> so now we have that in Google Camera. I think Google Camera didn't come till 2015 when we were able to have the ability to know as to whether or not there's any face in the camera. And that has to be with the Nexus 6P and the Nexus 5X. Those were the first ones in Google land. So with that, let's take a look at the Google Camera. I'm going to be demonstrating the Google Camera. And I also happen to have a Galaxy S8 here that a friend of mine sent it to me because they think they don't want it anymore or something like that. So I'm going to be comparing the two. And Austin will be talking about the open camera. That's an alternative for those who do not have access to the Google camera or do not have a Samsung phone and would simply install something like the open camera. And Austin, you'll also be talking about the OnePlus, right? Yeah. So I'm going to open up mine now. Pixel so I'm going to go to my my camera. camera. Switch to camera mode. Zero faces. Close social share. Timer off. Flash off. Motion auto. So four by three. we camera. here it Take says button. zero faces. Now if I turn it. One face. Top left. With 30% of screen. One face. Top center. With 30% of screen. Try portrait mode. One face. Top center. With 30% of screen. One face, center, with 30% of screen. So that's, that's the Google camera because I was putting it at, in the back of the camera to myself. Let me test the front camera. 
One face, center, with 30% of screen. Good for selfie. Try raising camera for your selfie. One face, center, with 20% of screen. One face, center, with 30% of screen. Good for selfie. Try portrait mode. So, Google camera is really good because it tells me I should raise up the, the, the camera, raise up the phone, you know, because if my face is appearing a little bit low at the bottom, um, then it lets me know. And that's how that works. And of course, if there's anything that is missing that I wish we had, would be the fact that we could be able to quickly label a uh, picture that we just uh, shot, you know, taking a shot off. Um, right now, we don't have that. So if I, now, if I, if I take a picture of my... One face, bottom center, with 40% of screen. Good for selfie. One face, center, with 30% of screen. Take photo button. Try portrait mode. So I just took a picture of me. Now, what I was talking about is that I, I wish we could have something to rename the picture that I just taken. So I went into my gallery. So it would be nice if we have a rename here. In the more options, all I have is location. Map of the location at which the photo was taken. Button. Location. Two recommended shots. That's it. So um and I photo taken on share. Photo taken on April share. Photo taken on the share. Share. Photo taken on back the camera. But motion on past all photos. More options. Share button. And that's all all I have. And I cannot um for instance, say, hey, I want to rename it. So I have to go into my gallery uh, using like a file manager or something like that and then rename the picture to say, hey, my knucklehead or something like that, just in case you want to send a picture of you to that little squeeze of yours or some friend of yours. You need to label that so you could distinguish yours from others. And so that's a one shortcoming that I noticed about our Google camera. All right. Let's go on now to uh, Samsung camera. I have the Samsung Galaxy S8 here. We'll go take a look at that and see how it compares to the Google camera. Camera. Rear camera preview. So let's see. One face has been detected and is located in the center at the top of the screen. Device to post this object. 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 I have moved it like an arm's length. I'm going to switch the front camera and switch. Button. switch camera button. Okay. Front camera preview. Take selfies easily. Once your face has been recognized, tap the heart rate sensor to take a selfie or hold your hand out with your OK button. OK, one face has been detected and located in center of screen. All right. Shutter button. Oh, I took a selfie of me. So that is how the Samsung one is. And I'm not sure if it has a renaming feature that is missing in the Google camera. I'm going to take a look. Recent button, back, shutter button, record button, shutter button, quick view button. Maybe in the quick view. Gallery, transform button, April 7th, double dash tap to activate, double dash tap and hold the long press. There's the April. April 17th, 2021, 9.36 AM image slash 1.9.9.9.9.9.9.9.9.9.9.9.9.9.9.9.9.9.9.9.9.9.9.9.9.9.9.9.9.9.9.9.9.9.9.9.9.9.9.9.9.9.9.9.9.9.9.9.9
in the order that you want to send it to someone, you know exactly where to go to. Because in this case, what it is, is that after finishing the picture, you're going to go into your uh, camera folder using a uh, using uh, something like a file manager, finding that last picture there and rename it. And that's not too bueno. That would be those two cameras. Austin? So now I'm going to demonstrate the OnePlus camera, which is not accessible much, but fixed some part of it. The dialer and the camera are the two inaccessible, kind of inaccessible part on OnePlus phones. So let us see the OnePlus camera. So. so on the top, we have this unlabeled button, which I don't know what it does. Let's click and see. So it shows you some... I think this is some background or something. Let's close it. Then we have the 0 0.6 times. Now what it does is this phone has a lot of cameras, wide angle and all those things. So you can switch to different cameras and things. But this is not accessible as usual. One times. This one times. It does the same thing. Two times. Slow motion. Now, this part is a little accessible that it reads the slow motion and all. Video. This is video. Photo. Photo. Portrait. And you can take portrait shots. Nightscape. Now, Nightscape is using low light. Google Lens button. And it has Google Lens, which is nice. Timer. And timer you timer. can set. You can uh, turn flash on or off auto. Flash button. Super macro off. Super macro. Super macro off button. Aspect ratio. And this is the aspect ratio. So if you're a pro photographer, you could set settings in there, but I'm not going into that. Aspect ratio button. Unlabeled button. Switch camera button. And again, there's button. this unlabeled button. I don't know what it does. Switch camera button. And there's a switch camera. You can switch from back end to front camera. Unlabeled. Gallery button. So one of these unlabeled buttons is the shutter button. That is the most inaccessible thing. Okay, now let's see if OnePlus tells you if there is a face or something. So I'm pointing at my face, but nothing is being said. It's an arm's length from the face and nothing is being said. Let's switch the camera and see. And it switched to front camera, and even that does not tell you that there is a face. Okay, so the top unlabeled button takes you to settings, and there's a lot of things there. But luckily, things are things are very accessible here. The unlabeled button under the switch camera will be the shutter button. Okay, so the unlabeled button under the switch camera button is the shutter button. It can be labeled. Add label. Add label. 
take photo cancel okay got it camera take photo and that should now be labeled so yes one plus camera is really it's inaccessible but they're working on it and we'll have to report bugs to the one plus developers but i don't know what one plus does because on the one plus 7 pro things are more accessible it does not announce the face and all but it, it's very like everything is labeled properly so that was the short demonstration of the one plus camera now let us switch to open camera and this one oh, fortunately oh, is very accessible all right now you go ahead and demonstrate the open camera for those of you who don't have neither the samsung camera nor the google camera this is a good alternative which is the open camera we have others in that class but those are paid ones and we're not going to talk about those ones but if it so necessitates then next time we'll talk about those but right now we'll talk about the open camera so yeah even if you have the oneplus camera definitely you can switch to open camera because it is very accessible as you will see in a short while so on the top of the camera on the top of the app you have the settings settings button portrait box screen selected arrow not recognized device unlocked open camera settings button gallery button settings button gallery button pop up settings exposure button lock exposure button switch between multiple cameras button and here you have that multiple cameras that i was talking about let's see what it does so this is one of the area that it does not tell you whether it has switched to back camera or front camera i wish they would do that switch to front camera button but here there's a button called switch to front camera take photo button and take photo so everything is labeled nicely button. 100% zoom slider this is the zoom slider you can zoom in you know out with volume keys let's just go to camera, settings camera, and see repeat, off, repeat, off, timer, off. what is there yes processing set okay once camera preview more camera control repeat mode repeat timer off camera control one camera controls in list face detection use face detection instead of focus areas on switch so if you install open camera for the first time face detection may be disabled and you need to enable face detection by going into settings of the app timer off and there's timer repeat off there's repeat repeat mode interval no delay there's no delay so there is no and here you have more camera controls where there are advanced settings like exposure and all this stuff take photo just by touching or double tapping the preview in list pause after taking photo pause the screen after taking a photo with the option to share or delete the photo off switch shutter sound play sound when taking a photo on switch timer beep when timer is counting down or repeat mode delay on switch voice timer countdown speed countdown for timer volume keys take photo or start stop video recording audio control options take photo video when the noise is detected or on voice command when enabled audio control sensitivity noise level sensitivity for audio loud noise option bluetooth remote control Lock photo video orientation you set the orientation of the device will be ignored and the orientation of the photo video will be with respect to the specified orientation lock save location folder to save the photo video files in use storage access framework whether you use storage access framework for saving photos and videos this should be enabled to allow saving to external SD cards on android 10 plus this option must be enabled if you want to save in a folder outside of dcim off switch now if you want your photos to be saved outside the dcim folder then you have to enable this save photo prefix the prefix to use for the save file name for photos save video prefix the prefix to use for the save file time format for file name global time Show camera when locked. If enabled, open camera will still show up on any lock screen. You still have to unlock access settings. Gallery etc. On switch. Perform auto focus on startup. Whether to auto focus when open camera is started. If you have the problem, calibrate level angle. This. 
Use storage access framework. Whether to use store. Save photo preview. So preview. that is it from the settings. Open camera. More camera control. Camera preview. On screen way. Then you have the preview. You have on screen that is more for sighted users. Photo and video settings. You can adjust your photo and video settings. Photo settings. Video settings. Location settings. These will have things like quality, your resolution in video, and all those things. So you can set it accordingly. I'm not going going to go into that. Processing settings. Disk. Online help. Launch. Camera eight. About app and debug. Camera API. Select camera two API to enable extra features such as manual modes for exposure, focus, white balance, along with rock is supported by the device. Changing the API will cause a restart. Original camera API. So camera API, if it's supported by your phone, then you can select this, and you'll get some more advanced features. Although it's not required. This is only if you are a pro photographer and you need exposure and all those things. Then privacy policy check. Open source license settings manager settings button out of gallery button. So that Open is settings, it button. from the exposure settings. Button. So now we are going to take a photo and see if it detects face. If it shows you that the face has been detected, so I'm pointing. One face left screen. One face left screen. So it is detecting the face. One face center. And it's saying it's center. One face center. Now I have my phone very close to my face, and it does not tell me that I'm zero very faces. close. But if I take my phone extremely close, then it tells me zero One face faces. Center. One face left screen. One face center. Zero faces. One face center. So I took the photo, and while I'm taking the photo, zero it faces. says zero faces. Zero faces. Now if I switch to switch the front camera, camera. Open camera is using your camera. Capture change. One face at right screen. One face at bottom screen. One face at center. The front camera one gives you more information. One face at center. So now it tells you one face, one face at center. Screen. One face at center. But it still does not tell you one that you are close, too close to your zero faces. For uh, to your phone. Now let's see if you can label the image. Take photo button. Switch to the so let's go to gallery. Settings button. Exposure button. Lock exposure. Exposure settings button. Location settings in list. Open source licenses. Settings menu. Open source. About. Oh. Gallery button. Gallery button. Allow photos to access photos and media on. Deny button. Allow button. Photo taken on April 17, 2021, 10 hours, 20 minutes and 50 seconds. Back to camera button. Photo taken on April 17, 2021, 10 hours, 20 minutes and 50 seconds. PM in pager. So this is the photo we just took, and let's select it by long press. Back to camera. Photo. Back to camera. All photos. More options. Share button. More options. Photo taken on April. Delete from device. Use as slideshow. Print. Help and feedback. Saturday, April seventh. Details. No, there is no. Slash storage. Slash. One plus AC two. Close info button. There's Close no info, easy way again to rename photo taken on April your photos. Back camera. Out of picture. That is the most unfortunate thing in all the uh, four cameras that we spoke about. That there's no way to rename the image, and that should be included in the camera gallery. And I think the reason why we don't have that is because, like we always say, though, you know, no one is really thinking of us. And when I talk about us, I mean those of us who are blind. And the reason has to be for the fact that, you know, when sighted people took pictures, they recognize who they see. And so they know this is this is Warren, this is uh, Austin or whoever it is that they are looking at. So there's no need for them naming pictures. And so 
um, they're coming from that mindset. And as a result of that, we don't have a rename or things like that. But I think now that, you know, we are making these things accessible to blind people, I think it would be a good thing for manufacturers to start doing that and putting the renaming feature in there instead of me going through using my file manager to be able to rename pictures. That's no bueno. Now, sometimes I think, you know, now, okay, there are, there is app like Lookout. If you do explore mode and all, you can come to know that, okay, here is this, here is the stairs, here is the tree or whatever. But sometimes I think, what if camera apps could like, like recognize objects and tell us like, okay, this is a tree. You are so close to the tree or you're far from the tree. It's good for photos. Warren, do you think this will happen in the future? That should be something that should happen. However, like I said, and I've always argued that it is not always easy for those of us who are blind to take pictures. Um, say I want to take a picture of a dog and it sees it and it says it's a dog. And I don't know whether it's seeing that because it sees the feet of the dog or whether it sees the back end of the dog. I want to take a picture of the dog. I want to, I want to show the face of the dog as well. And until we have those type of things, it's going to be really hard for us to be, you know, really, really good at taking for the, uh, you know, pictures and things like that. I'm not saying that it's not possible, but uh, especially with objects, it's a little bit tricky. And I think third-party solutions may be the best route to go. But I think that as we get a handle on these things more and more, more and more accessibility is being talked about in the communities, most especially among the manufacturers and things like that. I believe that definitely one of these is we're going to get there to where we too can be doing really good photography and things like that. But until then, you know, I, I don't know, Austin, what do you think? Yeah, especially it's going to be difficult to take uh, photos of moving objects. That is going to be really difficult unless some kind of technology comes, but it's going to be really difficult because there is a time delay when the camera focuses to the time we click take photo. So that is going to be very difficult. At least though, for now, though, we could take pictures of people and most especially, you know, yeah, if you want to take a important. picture of someone, it lets you know if that whether or not they're in the center of the thing, whether they're at the bottom and things like that. And therefore, one could um, adjust it to one's liking and make sure you have a good shot. And so... It's a good start. It's definitely a good start. You know, when I went out, I took a photo of my friend and my friend was so surprised that I took an exact photo and they was like, they were like, how is it possible? <laughs> and most especially if you're doing it so, you know, maybe I have my headset on so they're not hearing my camera or my phone Yeah, they talk. didn't know. I, I just made the volume low. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Uh, so some things kind of actually work to our own advantage in a way, if you think of it. <laughs> so that's good. So that is it from the Android basic section. And now let's move to the in focus section. Now from the past two, three weeks, we have been having roaming episodes, but I thought let's take a break from that from maybe for maybe one, two weeks and let's demo something else. So, Warren, do you have a surprise for our listeners this week? This week, let's take a look at the Google TV, a.k.a. Chromecast, from 2020. So, this is from last year, and this is the Google TV that we'll be talking about. It's going to be a two-part series, 
And uh, we'll talk about how to set it up and how to reset the device in case you want to give it away or you want to sell it. So in focus for this week, we're going to be demonstrating the Google TV part one. This is part one of a two-part series on the Google Chromecast, aka Google TV. Back in 2013, Google came out with a revolutionary thing called the Google Chromecast. This is a little hockey puck device that hooks up to an HDMI port that transforms your TV, even an old one, into a new device. Using this device, one is able to cast content from the phone. For example, if you're watching something on YouTube, you could cast it to your TV via that Chromecast. Google would continue with this for a few number of years until last year, 2020, when they came out with a new device called the Google TV. The difference between this and the other ones before this one is the fact that, unlike the other ones in previous years where you needed the Google Home app to control this device, this 2020 version does not rely on the Google Home app. It is this 2020 Chromecast device or Google TV that we are here today. In part one, we're going to be talking about setting up the device and exploring some of the things found on the device. In part two, we will be talking about resetting the device just in case you want to sell it or give it to someone else. With all of that said, let's go ahead and get started on this. But first, I want to talk about what's in the box. I'm usually not the one to talk about so much of the box as most people would like to do. But I'd like to tell you that in the box, you're going to find the following. You're going to find a USB cord. You're going to find a wall charger. You're going to find a device. And you're also going to find a remote and a couple AAA batteries. Unlike the other Chromecast devices, however, this one does not utilize a micro USB port, but utilizes a USB-C port. So the cord you find here has USB-C input. One end of the device goes to the Chromecast or the Google TV, and that will be the USB-C part, and the USB-A part goes to the wall charger. The next thing I want to talk about is the remote because that's the most important one. And the remote has a total of nine buttons. At the very top of the remote, there's a large D-pad or a four-way navigational pad with a depression in the middle, which acts as the selector or the enter key. So in essence, you have the up arrow. Then below the depression in the middle, there's a down arrow. To the right of the depression is your right arrow, and to the left is your left arrow. So we got up, down, left, and right. Next, directly below the D-pad, on the left side of the remote, we've got four buttons. And these buttons are Back, Home, YouTube, and Power. So going from top to bottom, on the left side, we've got Back, Home, YouTube, and Power. On the right-hand side below the D-pad, what we've got are Assistant, Mute, Netflix, and Input. Those are the buttons on the remote. On the right-hand side of the remote near the top, we have a volume bar. 
And this is a long volume bar demarcated by a little depression to denote where the up and down volumes are. And that will be the physical description of the remote. Now that I've talked about the remote, it's time to get that thing set up. I'm going to go ahead now and plug it in and let's get started. While it is true that you can completely set this up on your own because of the accessibility settings found in this, the most important thing is to make sure that the TV is tuned to the port that you have the Chromecast plugged in. And that would be the part that you may need a sighted person's help. I will now turn on my TV and proceed with the setup. I just turn on the TV and it's going to be followed by some chime and that chime or those chimes are going to be coming from the Chromecast. So I'm letting it load up until you hear that chime. There we go. So if you leave it on, you'll keep hearing that chime again and again. Now, in order to be able to get it started in accessibility mode, the first thing we would like to do is to hold down both the back key and the home key found on the left side. So I'm going to hold those two down and you'll hear a different kind of chime. So here I go holding down the two buttons, the back and the home key simultaneously down together. Here I go. There we go. That's the chime that we're looking for. Now that we heard that chime, I've let go of those two buttons. And now to bring up TalkBack, what I need to do is to hold down the down arrow on the D-pad together with the back key, which is just directly on the left side below the down arrow. So I'm going to hold those two together now to bring up TalkBack. Hold it down for three seconds. Press and hold both the back and down buttons for three seconds to use TalkBack. I have let go of the two buttons. Now I'm going to hold them down again to enable TalkBack. TalkBack on. Language selection. We are now on the language selection and I'm going to go down arrow and hear the languages that have TTS support. English, United States. In go, list. Go down. Press. Which Espanol, Estados Unidos. There's Espanol. Afrikaans. Press select to activate. Afrikaans. That one doesn't have TTS support. Let's go down. I'm giving them a little bit of time because if it's a different language, it may take it a little bit of time to load the TTS for that particular language. And if I'm not hearing something after a few seconds, I'm going to go down. Let's see if we hear anything from this one. Let's go down. I am waiting. So there's Deutsch, that's German. English, Australia. English, Canada. English, India. English, Ireland. English, United Kingdom. Espanol, España. No Italiano or something like that? What's going on? Come on, man. France, Canada. France, France. 
Where's Italiano or something like that? Hmm? Okay, as you can tell, uh, most of the languages are not being supported, or you don't have a TTS for those ones. Italiano. Ah, there's Italiano Press there. <laughs> All right, let's go down one more time, see what else we have here. I'd almost imagine that there'll be Japanese, but I'm not hearing it. Let's go down one more, just for giggles, huh? Well, I'm gonna go back to the US English. English Canada. Deutsch. Espanol Estados Unidos. English United States. And we will hit the select button here to select English United States. Select your Wi Fi network. The next thing is to select our Wi Fi, and I'm gonna go down here. The mesh in list. Select. Enter password for the mesh. Password box, edit box in list. Showing Upon selecting my Wi Fi, I'm directly placed in an edit box to type in my password for the Wi Fi. You use the arrow keys to move through the letters. Once you find the letter you're after, simply hit the select key to activate that particular letter. So for instance, mine starts with star add. I'm going to show you how we do those and then I'll finish the other ones offline. Symbol keyboard. Hit select. Showing symbol key, more symbols, asterisk. Star. Asterisk. I'm going to go up to add. Pound. Add. Add. All right. Now I'm going to finish the rest of it offline and then I'll be right back once I input the last character. Exclamation mark. Period. I just finished my input. Now I'm going to go to next. Comma. Next. Connecting to the mesh. Simple keyboard hidden. Connected. Please wait. Gboard updating your typing experience. System status, sign in. Sign in, use your Google account. We are now placed on the signing in with our Google account. I'm gonna go down arrow and go find my letters and put in my username. W, whiskey, W, S, A, A, Q, W, E, R, R, F, C, C, F, D, S A A Q W E R R R And if I up error I'm gonna find where it says at gmail.com. Work air. Work air at gmail.com. Hit enter go. and hit go. Hi Warren. The next thing now is to put in my password and I'm once again gonna do this offline. I'll be right back. All right, I just put in the last character of my password and now I'm gonna go down to the space bar row and right arrow to go. Dash, underline, go. Password keyboard hidden. Two-step verification. This extra step shows it's really you trying to sign in. Next, we're on a page that has the two 
step verification because I've enabled that on my account. So I'm going to write error till I find where it says tap yes on your phone. Sign in. Two-step there. This extra step. War carriage. Try another way. Use your security. Can't find an eligible. Tap yes on your phone or tablet. So I tap Wait. here. I click there. Two-step. Sign in. And now Google I grab my computer. phone to see if it sent it to me. Device unlocked. Google Play Just now. Time. Moxie. What? Just now. Yes. Button. Web Resend view. it. So I tap that and it's signing me in. Terms of service be continuing. You agree to the Google terms. Of we are now Google on a page where we agree to the Google agreements and all of that stuff. So I'm going to go down and just accept, and accept, accept and go. From Google, your devices may accept in list. Press. Please wait. Additional legal terms be clicking. I agree. Google services select each to learn more. Accept in what services? Google Assistant. This part about the Assistant, and I'm just going to go ahead and accept it. Continue in list. Search across all your TV apps. To do this, allow it to share I'm your going to go to allow. Allow in list. Activate voice match on this TV. Your assistant can already recognize you by your voice and tell you apart from others. I'm going to go to voice next. match allows. I agree. In list. Agree. Get personal results. Turn on personal results to access your calendar, reminders, and more. I agree. In list. On this page, which is the next page, is a bunch of selection of the different apps that would be installed on the Google TV, now you could choose to not install them if you don't want some of them, but some of them will require subscription even if you install them. And some of these include Not checked ESPN. Not checked stars. Not checked Vicky, stream Asian drama, movies and TV shows. So if you check those, you are saying, hey, don't install those or else by default, they are going to be installed. So I'm going to go up and go find the confirm. Not check near the top not right. Here, not checked Netflix. Your services confirm. Upon hitting confirm, then it's installing those. With your Chromecast remote. We now get to that part where we're going to check our volume and all of that. So I'm going to go to next. Set up remote button. Set up remote Press rather. If you want to use your phone, voice commands are compatible displays to control the power and volume, or if you want to change your remote button setup, open Chromecast settings on this TV later. So here we are on a page where we could set up the remote to be able to control the Chromecast using the remote to turn up the volume and change channels and things like that. So I'm going to go ahead now and go to Setup Remote. Setup. Not now, button. There's not now. Set up remote button. Set up remote. I Press click here. To, activate. to set up volume controls, choose what you'll use to play sound. Now, what this means is that whether you're going to be using like a sound bar, you're going to be using something like an audio video device or directly on the TV. And I'm going to be using the TV itself. So I'm going to go down and choose just the TV. TV button. There's the TV. Press sound bar. Button. Sound bar. 
TV receiver and button. AV receiver. So Press I'm going to go back activate. up to TV and hit the select button. Soundbar, TV button. Hit select. <laughs> What's the brand of your TV? Next, we're on a page this. that has all Press the TV select selections. Activate. So if you have a brand, you want to make sure that you choose the appropriate brand. We're sitting on a Samsung TV. I'm going to go down through the list a little bit and come back and choose mine, which is going to be the Panasonic. LG button, Sony button, Vizio button, Panasonic button, TCL button, Hisense button, Philips button, Amark button, Abex button, Acer button, Action button, Admiral, Advent button, Adventura, Ico button, Iowa button, Akai button, Akura button, Alarin button, Albatron button, Alarin button, Amazon button. Ambassador button, Ampro button. As you can see, Press there's lots and lots of brands here with still under later A. So I'm going to go back up to where it says a Panasonic, and that will be mine. Abex button, Vizio button, LG button, Samsung button, LG, Sony button, Vizio button, Panasonic button. There's my Panasonic. I hit select here. You'll hear music next. If next, hear we're going to tap sure on next. And if it's correct, then we'll hear some music coming out of it. If we don't hear music, then we're going to repeat the process. I'm going to right arrow now to the next button. Next button. Point the Chromecast remote at your TV and toggle the volume up and down. So now I'm going to check my volume. Do the volume I'm going up work. and down. Dashboard, and it's working, dashboard. so I'm going to right arrow to yes. Yes button. Next, you'll set up the power button. Next, it has to do with the power. And dashboard, dashboard. in order to be able to make sure that we're able to turn the TV on and off with this remote, we want to make sure that we set up the device to work with the TV. So I'm going to go right. Next button. Click on next. Press, press the power button once. The TV should turn off. Wait at least eight seconds. Don't press any buttons. Press the power button again. The TV should turn on. So we're being told that here we need to hit the power button. And remember, the power button is that last one on the left. 13 out of 13 applications. I'm sorry. So I was saying that what we have now is the power button found on the left-hand side, the little one on the left-hand side, the last one at the bottom. And I'm going to hit that and wait for 8 seconds and then turn it back on. I just hit that power button. And I'm going to wait for eight seconds to elapse, and then I'm going to turn it back on. I would like to believe that I've already spoken for about eight seconds now, and now I'm going to turn it back on, see if it comes on. All right, I hit that power, and I heard the TV made some noise, indicating that that power is coming back on. So now I'm going to hit my right arrow to see if I hear yes or no. Yes button. So that's... Press select to activate. It's asking me, hey, did it come back on? And I said yes. I hit select. Your broadcast remote is set up. If you want to use your phone, voice commands are compatible displays to control the power and volume. Or if you want to change your remote button setup, open Chromecast settings on this TV later. All right. Next button. I hit next. Installing your apps, 14 minutes left. Completing setup, Google Play. 
Completing setup, Google Play. So I'm told that it's going to take 14 minutes, but it's not going to take 14 minutes to install my apps. Because it's what it was installing in the background. I am now on the home screen. And I'm going to down arrow. Start exploring button. I'm going to click on start exploring. When you hit the start exploring, then you're on the home now where we have the different tabs at the top. And so we have search. Press select to activate. Search. For you. For you. Movies. Movies. Press select to activate. And these are tabs. So once you move to a tab, you can down arrow to find what is below that tab. So for instance, I am on movies. If I down arrow, we're going to hear the movies that are available right here from the home screen. Some of them will require that you have a subscription to whatever channel they're coming through. Mars attacks, Martians wreak havoc on Earth and kidnap Down the arrow again. Host, one of five in li- Godzilla vs. Kong requires HBO Max subscription in list popular movies 50 items. I'm going to go back Press up to the tabs and explore the remaining of those tabs. Mars attacks. Movies out of list. Go right. Shows. Shows. You go down, you find those shows. For example, let's go down a couple. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. The women face the challenges of work-life balance. One of five. In list, five items. Real World Road Rules Challenge. Requires Philo subscription. In list popular shows, 50 items. All right. I'm going to go up to the tabs again. Shows out of list. Go right. Apps. Apps. Press select to activate. And these are apps that you can install on your Google TV. If I go down here. Pluto TV Android app. Enlist five items. These are apps Press that are already installed. Remember we had that place where we had the selection of those. Those are, This is one of those apps that have been installed. I'm going to go back up to the tabs. Apps out of list. Go right. Library. Library, that would be a library that you have things in, if I have... Amityville, The Awakening, in list purchased movies, 26 items. So these are some of the things that I already have in my library. I'm going to go up. Library, out of list purchased movies. Then I'm going to go right. Profile settings, currently logged in as Warren Carr. And that's the last tab on the top right. Now this is where we want to go in to explore the system settings. And that's the profile settings. So I... Hit select and go down to settings. Work here, row one. settings, row two, column Hit one. select. Settings. So here is what we have. Suge- settings out of list. Suggestions, heading one of 11 in list 11 items. Go down. Set your device name. Use this name when casting photos, videos, and more from your phone. Two of 11. So here we could hit the select select button here to go assign it a name. You want to call it a bedroom TV. You want to call it a master bedroom TV. Or you could even customize it and give it a name, say, dog or two dogs in a pond or whatever you want to call it. So let's hit the select button here and see what we have. Settings. Let's go down. Chromecast, one of ten, in you list ten items. Select Chromecast and just call it Chromecast. Bedroom TV, two Bedroom of ten. Bedroom TV. Den TV, three Den of ten. TV. Dining room TV, Dining room TV. Family room TV, Family room TV. Kitchen TV, Kitchen six of TV. ten. 
living room TV, living room TV, master bedroom TV, master bedroom TV, TV, nine of ten. This one is just says TV. Enter custom name, ten of ten. Or enter a custom name. I'm going to go back by hitting that back key, which is the first one on the left, just below the down arrow. Settings. And I'm going to go down. We're still in the system settings. Set your device name. Use this name when casting photos. General settings. Heading 3. Network and Internet. The mesh 4 of 11. Accounts and sign in. 5 of 11. Accounts and sign in. Press Here you can go in and add an account if you so wish. Let's go down. Privacy, 6 of 11. Press select to activate. Here you can go in and change the privacy, what you want to be available and what you don't want to be available. I'm going to go down. Display and sound, 7 of 11. You can go change how long Press the display lasts before the Chromecast turns off and things like that. Apps, 8 of 11. Apps. System, 9 of 11. System. Let's go into Press System select. and see what we have. Let's go down. Accessibility, 1 of 10. English, Let's take a look items. at Accessibility. Captions, 1 of 7. High contrast text, experiment. Text to speech, 3 of 7. Accessibility shortcut, 4 of 7. Services, heading, 5 of... Talkback, on, 6 of 7. Switch access off 7 of 7. And that would be the items in accessibility. Let's go back. We are still under system. Let's go down. Accessibility, what? About 2 of 10. Date and time, 3 of 10. Language, 4 of 10. Keyboard, Gboard, 5 of 10. Keyboard and input. Press storage, 6 of 10. Ambient mode, 7 of 10. Energy saver, 8 of 10. Cast, 9 of 10. Restart, 10 of 10. And restart. Press I'm going to hit the back key below the down arrow. And we're back in the system settings. Let's go down. System, not. Remotes and accessories, 10 of 11. So if for some reason Press your remote activate. wasn't working well, you can come back in here and fix it again. Let's go down. Help and feedback, 11 of 11. Help and feedback. Press select to activate. And that would be our system settings. I'm going to hit the home key now, which is the second key below the down arrow on the left side. So I hit that home key. Home. And we're Maybe back to home. Stream a perfect planet on Discovery Plus. Start free trial. And that will be the end of part one. And next, we will be looking at part two. Wow, that was a fantastic demo and it really showed us how to set that Chromecast up and sure it helped our listeners and that woke, woke up my Google Assistant there. So it was a good demo. So very good. Thank you for that, Warren. Good. Thank you so much. I hope that people are able to set up their Google Chromecast or Google TV on their own because it's important that we know how to set up our own devices by ourselves instead of constantly asking someone to help us. And, you know, People have things to do and sometimes they say, oh, I'm kind of busy, wait, and I'll get with you later and things like that. But with this one, we can set it up on our own. And now from the in-focus section, let us move to the favorite section that is app of the week. And for this section, our app junkie, our app guru, Warren, has got some surprise app for our listeners. So Warren, can you take it away? 
In this week's app of the week, I'll be talking about an app called Plenary, P-L-E-N-A-R-Y. This is an RSS feed reader, and it also has the capability of a podcast. So I'm going to go into Plenary. 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 You're not subscribed to any feeds. Select from following options to get started. When you open it up, it tells you you're not subscribed to any feed. Uh, tap here to add feeds. And then below that, we have add new feed. Add new feed. Restore data from cloud button. Restore data from locally exported .zip file button. Restore data from cloud button. And then at the bottom of the phone, there are four tabs that are not labeled. And one of them is like the settings. That's the one on the farthest right. And the one on the farthest left is the home that's placing you where we are right now. Then second to it going right will be the saved articles. And then the third one is, uh, I don't remember what that one does. And then the fourth one is for the settings where you tap in here and go and find all the settings and things like that. I want to say here in passing, though, that the app is totally free of ads. You can, however, buy the premium subscription and or one-time payment. And the whole reason is you could have different colors and things like that, which is not very important to you and I. It does also have a TTS readout, and you don't have to pay to get that TTS readout. But a very good news about this app is that it lets you do a reader mode as well. So if you all want, if all you want to do is to use your Braille device or something like that, you can also read it by putting it into that reader mode. So let's go into add new feed and see how you go about adding feed and the different categories in here. And there may be enable buttons here and button. things like that. So add new feed. Add new feed using search feeds and list. You could search feed. Local news. And under local news, when you tap local news, it takes you to a list of countries. You could add local news from those countries. Let's take a quick look. Plenary button unlabeled out select country. Select country. Flag. Australia, Australia, flag, Bangladesh, Bangladesh, flag, Brazil, flag, Canada, Can flag, France, flag, Germany, Germany. You get the drift. So Liberty. let's go down. That was local news. Restore data from local. Add new feed. So Add we new go feed to local news. RSS assistant. There's an RSS assistant, and what this does is that there's a lot of uh, unlabeled things RSS here. Google news. Pro two. There's Google News, and then. They're arranged in rows. So you got two columns, one right, one left, one right, one left. And they all say CV root for some reason. Fruit, row three, column one. Fruit, column two. If I tap on that. Showing English, US. Create feed for Pinterest. That's for Pinterest. Keyboard hidden. And Let things like that. So profile. I'm going to go back out of here. Literally. The guy has some work to do, but it's a great app. Add restore data from local add new feed. Let's go to the add one that I'm using. after, and that would be the recommended. Add new feed using out of list. Search feeds and list. Local news. RSS assistant. Recommended feeds. Enter feed URL. Or you could enter your uh, RSS feed if you know the address. Import OPML file. Or you can import an OPML file. And so let's go to recommended. Search feeds. Local news. RSS assistant. Recommender feed URL. Recommended feeds. Plenary button unlabeled out of list. So we got two columns. We got left and right. So we got Android row one. Android Android development. Android development. Apple row two. Column architecture. Beauty row three. Books column two. Business and cars column. Cricket row. I'm gonna scroll to the bottom. See what we have. 
So I'm going to go back up to the top and tap on Android since we're talking about Android. When you tap on Android, then you have things like So to the right of all of these is a preview. You tap there and you should be able to subscribe from there, say, if you want to subscribe to any of these. So let's say Android Authority. Let's scroll up. Android Authority Podcast, HTTP, Android Central, Android Forums, New Android Central Podcast, HTTP. All right. Android Community, HTTP, Android Police, Android News, Reviews, Apps, Games, Phones, Tabs, So if HTTP, I want to preview, preview, I tap that, so I'm now in Android Police. Seven killer tricks for your Pixel phone's camera, 13 minutes ago, JR Raffle, hey. Ah, so we're talking about Pixels, let's tap on this one. When I tap on that article, now here's what we got at the top. Save. Let's save. Enter reader mode. Enter reader mode, which is important. I talked about that. Open an external browser. You could open it in an external browser. And that, I think, requires subscription. More options. Button. Then the more options. Pop-up window. Share. Enlist. You could share. Enable dark mode. Enable dark mode. Subscribe to the RSS feed. Or you could subscribe to the RSS feed. Now, let's Literary. go to the Enter reader mode. Reader mode. Literary. Seven killer tricks for your Pixel phone's camera. And I just put my finger down and touch it, and you should read it. This story was originally published 2021 But you got the drift. So we don't have blind Android users here. I tap on Android, and of course, we've seen that we don't have blind Android users here. At the bottom, however, I could recommend to them that they should add blind Android users here. So let's see what we do. Talk Android, HTTP, suggest your favorite feed. Suggest your favorite feed, and that's the most important one. So I tap here. Plenary, navigate up, button, out of recommended feed suggestion. Recommended feed suggestion, web view, recommended feed suggestion, heading one. Suggest your favorite blog slash podcast slash YouTube channel, etc. This category to be added in recommended feed. All right. Category required question. Heading three, required question. Category required question. Choose. Enlist. Item one of 37. So I'm going to choose. Android. Enlist. Item two of Android. Android development. Android development. Android. So I tap on Android. Android. Enlist. Item two of 37. All right. Category required question. List box. 37 items. Expanded. Enter website URL or RSS feed URL of your favorite feed from this category. Error. Invalid entry. So you put the um, web address, in this case, it's going to be blindandroidusers.com. And you're going to indicate whether or not this is a podcast or just an RSS feed. Yes, radio button, not checked. Yes. All right. No, radio button, not And so we will add blind Android users to this so that if you install this app, you could actually listen to our podcast direct from Plenary. And that will be plenary. Wow, that is a fantastic app. And definitely, we will be on that app shortly. I think we are going to do it immediately after recording. So look forward to seeing us there. And I'll be contacting him to make sure those unlabeled buttons are labeled. And then, God willing, if he's able to, I'm going to have him come onto the podcast and talk about the app some more. It's a great app with no ads whatsoever. 
now finally let us move to warren's and mine and all our team members favorite journey favorite segment the my android journey segment and this time we have a very very interesting android journey from amad and amad can you take the mic over hello friends this is haimanot from ethiopia uh, i am here to talk about my android journey based on the invitation by Warren. First of all, excuse me for my English because I got English through learning, not acquired. Ethiopia uh, started using mobile network late because it's a developing country and uh, technological inventions uh, are introduced here late. You know? So uh, we started mobile network after the millennium uh i think 2001 or two about that then i started using mobile phone 2005 because it took some time to reach out the whole country uh, first it started around the capital uh, city and then gradually uh, they were able to reach out the whole country uh, or most of the country at least. Then uh, in 2005, the first phone I uh, got was 1600 uh, Nokia 6100, if you know it. And uh, it was completely inaccessible for the blind. Uh, it had only the service of voice call and text messages. Um, no Bluetooth, no network connection, no uh, memory card. Uh, so uh, we had to ask the help of the sighted people to know who was calling uh, or the missed call to find the contacts. Uh, sometimes we try to get things by counting the ups and downs, uh, the left and right arrows. Uh, and also, uh, I use assigning ringtones for different people. Uh, these are the only service it had. First, why I preferred 1600 uh, was that uh, it would tell us the time when you long press the uh, star key. Uh, one accessible thing, uh, if you take it as an accessible uh, point, uh, only that, uh, or and another um, 110, yes, 1100 also uh, would tell us the time when you long press the star key. Uh, that's why we preferred, we blind people here preferred 1600 and 1100. Uh, next to that uh, came phones with FM. These two phones had no FM radio. And then slowly we proceed to those kinds of uh, phones. 
So I used this phone uh, for three years, from 2005 to 2008, and then um, I got another mobile, Nokia 6120 Classic, uh, which was better, uh, uh, accessible. Uh, I could install Talk, Talks and Zoom, if you remember, so it was better. Uh, so I used that mobile again for, I think, uh, five years until 2013. Then I uh, got another mm, almost similar phone, Nokia E5. And I used again that for three years till 2016. After that, uh, I was able to find... Uh, Samsung, I think, if I'm not mistaken, the years, Samsung J Prime and uh, Samsung J7 or like that. And that uh, I used, uh, I started using uh, touch screen from that time onwards. Uh, then I changed uh, different phones from that on. Cmix. Uh, um then I'm now using uh, Patas P7. I think these are products from China and uh, now I am using Android 10. Uh, so I use Talkback. Uh, I use also Auto TTS which helps us to read dual languages uh, because, there is Amharic language, our native language, and English also. Uh, Speak TTS is used to read Amharic uh, texts, and Eloquence is used to read English texts. Uh, that is, I think, my Android journey. Um, if uh, it was interview, uh, I could cover a lot of things that I didn't touch now uh, and if there is any any comments I'm ready to listen from you goodbye for now thank you so much Harmonette um, that was a beautiful story and you know what this is my favorite segment of the podcast because you know we get to hear from people and get to know people we put faces to those um articles or those emails that we get on our mailing list and this is a way for us as blind people to get to know each other you hear their voices and you can relate to them and know that hey you know i'm hearing so and so so this is why my android journey segment is my favorite and so if you haven't submitted your Android journey story, I am asking you to do so. And most especially if you could come on live, I think that is even better. But don't let that deter you. You could always record and send it to us. And we have so many of you on our mailing list. And I want to see us having so many Android journey stories back to back. So guys, get on that baby. Send us your Android journey stories. Yeah, and also not only that, but we can also learn how things are in the country. So like here we got to learn that the adoption of network was very late. So we got to learn a lot more things 
is not only android so we get to learn about the countries and all those things yeah that's it well austin since we are now i think coming to the end of our podcast episode for today would you then give our information as we close this week's episode out so our information is to if you have any questions feedback comments or even if you want to send in your android journey story or you want to come live and demo something or whatever you can send us an email to contact us at blindandroidusers.com and that is our email address our website is blindandroidusers.com a mailing list which is crossed 500 members you can join that by sending an email to blindandroidusers plus subscribe at groups.io our telegram group which is now about 112 members we will have the link in the show notes you can follow us on twitter by searching for blind droid users also we'll have a profile link in the show notes and you can click on that and follow us there and don't forget our youtube channel which is growing a lot it's at 85 subscribers and you can just come there and subscribe there there's a feast of content and now it's only going to be new content so what we are going to do again those who have not heard last week's episode or those who have forgotten we are going to divide these episodes into small segments like the android basic segment the in focus segment and all those and upload them as individual videos on youtube so that if people want to listen to shorter segments they can listen to that whenever they want and now if you are coming live to demo something or to submit my android journey note that this is only an audio content so there is no video required so let me make that clear so that is it from the both of us this week and i hope our team members return next week and we have a full house Thank you so much Austin as always guys we appreciate you and thanks again for joining us for this week and we say goodbye for today and we'll see you next week. Yeah, we'll see you next week. And that has been another episode of the Blind Android Users podcast. As always we appreciate hearing from you. You send those email messages to contact us at blindandroidusers.com. For those my android journey stories we encourage you to send those to my android journey at blindandroidusers.com until we see you in our next episode you have a wonderful day